Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to another mini episode of Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics, although today is more of a dip in a shallow pool. I am one of your hosts, Margot Poupard. And I'm your other host, Emily Bejin. And today for our mini episode, I thought we'd play a little game that I came up with. And it's not so much a game because I'm not very good at game creation and I also... A friend of mine the other day was like, hey, do you want to play like Pictionary on Zoom? I'm like, that sounds like my fucking worst nightmare. Absolutely not. So I'm not like a big on game thing, but something that I noticed over the last year, because Emily and I have been recording this podcast for a whole year, hold for applause. Mm-mm. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> is that <laughs> frequently before, during, and after recording, or just typically hanging out, we'll remember something from our childhood and be like, hey, remember insert whatever the fuck here. And so I thought it'd be really fun if one of us picks a topic that the other person doesn't know that we're picking. And then we just sort of like riff on it for a couple of minutes because we do tend to go kind of long. And so at least if we're just like riffing on a topic, can kind of keep it kind of short, maybe dig up some fun old memories and then call it a day. So since this was my idea, uh, poor Emily has to be (laughs) my guinea pig. So much like all of the other games I've ever created with this, for this podcast, let's hope it doesn't immediately blow up in my face. <laughs> so I, I went I went easy. So it might not be – I know that you remember this, but it, so it might not be that complicated. But let's get to it. Everybody clear on the rules, a.k.a. you, Emily, who I've previously discussed this with? I, I hope so at this point. <laughs> Have I uh. over-explained things now? No, in, this, in, these, in these times, in these dark times. Jesus. Um, I like, you know, my brain is all over the place. But yeah, I'm sure I I hope that I at least have been able to understand how this game will go. Okay. So today I ask you, Emily, do you remember Napster? Of course. And LimeWire, let's talk about illegal downloading services. So the reason why I'm inspired by this illegal downloading is like, I feel, you know, obviously you shouldn't pirate stuff. It's right. bad to not give creators money, etc. No, understand. But I, and I've done it less and less as time has gone on, and also how you know now things are like a lot easier to stream on Spotify and whatever wherever you get your music for and sure, podcasts and movies. But back when Napster and LimeWire first launched, it's sort of like when we went through all of those old CDs from Sean's Center Console. There are just like some songs that you downloaded that you'll never forget, the mix CDs that you made. Those yeah. things are just sort of, you just can't get that same thrill. And to be completely honest, I don't even know how to illegally download things that well. 
proof in point. We we have a standing bad movie night with a group of friends that we watch on Zoom, and we couldn't find Crossroads anywhere. It wasn't streaming. We couldn't figure out why it wasn't streaming anywhere. Crossroads with Britney Spears, obviously. Yes. And a friend of ours, his br- their brother, he kind of surfs the dark web, so he was able to find it and illegally download it and then upload it onto Vimeo. And you know, you got to do what you got to do to watch your classics. We're a scrappy bunch. I felt We're like- a scrappy bunch. Exactly. But I felt like the thrill of finding it and then like downloading it and then like, how are we all going to share it amongst ourselves had a real like Napster LimeWire vibe. And so, you know, I just wanted to hear your, hear your memories, your memes, my memes, (laughs) my breeze, your your greatest, your greatest Napster and then LimeWire because there was a point where Napster stopped working after they kept getting busted and then everybody moved over. Because for, for sure. me, it went from Napster to LimeWire to Pirate Bay, and Pirate Bay was like where I got off on the roller coaster. So, so I, for me, really very little time on Napster. Mostly for me, it was the first four-way was actually in between Napster and LimeWire. It was Kaza, um, which was spelled oh, like K-A-Z-A-A, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it was Kaza or Kaza, but anyway, I did a little bit on Napster. Um, I don't remember what I first downloaded on that, but I do remember with Kaza, like I – downloaded a bunch of Blink-182 and maybe like some 41 in Simple Plan. And I know that's very sad, but I was in seventh grade and like I was very into pop punk. Like that that was my my, my thing. So that's really the first thing I remember on Kaza or and maybe a little bit on Napster. What was the first thing you downloaded on Napster? I don't really remember, but I remember – with the very first thing, I don't remember what that is, but I do remember being on the hunt in middle school at some point for like the Japanese version of Pinkerton from Weezer because oh. there were like bonus tracks on it or something. Yeah. And we had talked about this the other night how everybody has like a white whale song that they were trying to search I, I for. I had some white whale tied to Weezer too. What's yeah. your, what are yours? Well, the white whale for me, and this is more LimeWire with Weezer. I think we talked about like Rivers Cuomo's side project, Comey, which yes. is members of Weezer and Cake. And it was like he had recorded a few of these tracks while he was at Harvard, potentially. Um, and we, I think the only one that was ever made like publicly available on a on a CD was on like the Meet the Deedles soundtrack, which if any of you remember this movie <laughs> starring the late Paul Walker in a pre- She's all that pre uh, Fast Furious um, everything uh, role was it as post, a surfer. Was post it post what? Tammy and the T Rex? I think so. It's post Tammy and the T Rex pre She's all that, and he and like this other guy who never became very famous were brothers, surfer brothers who are sent to become park rangers for a summer. I don't know why, but the soundtrack was certainly more memorable than the movie. Um, And the soundtrack included a song by Homie called American Girls. But I remember scouring the illegal downloading services looking for other tracks, bootlegs by Homie. Like, and usually they were just kind of live songs that Rivers Cuomo would play at like clubs in Boston during that time. What about you? I think one of my favorite things that I downloaded was obviously a time when crank calling was good. Prank calling was good. So we had downloaded a Mm. soundboard of Jack Black doing like saying shit intonation, like from Tenacious D. So my favorite one that (laughs) me and my friend Bree used all the time was him saying cock (laughs) push-ups. And we... (laughs) 
And we call, like, some of our dude friends who, like, really did not fucking appreciate it. Like, we got away with it, like, maybe once or twice at a certain point. We did it to this to one of our mutual friends, Josh. We called him. We were, I, I don't even know what we were doing. Just, like, high off your own supply. Like, just having, like, so much unbridled energy. But we, like, called him. And so we started hitting the, like, soundboard or whatever. He's like, what do you want? He's like, what do you want? And we were just, like, cock pushing. He's like, what? He's like, and then we hit the other side. I was like, push-ups you do with your cock. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and finally, he like he got hip to the game eventually. He was like, you guys are fucking crazy. Like, stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. But I just remember me and my friend Marianne downloaded, like, so much, like, juvenile and, like, raunchy fucking rap. Because so we were very into, like, punk music and like new metal and like yeah eh, like we don't care about rap so we had to obviously illegally download like ludicrous move bitch or whatever so that we could maintain our cool cred next time we went to like the warehouse or penny lane or whatever so we downloaded a lot a lot of rap but i think my favorite discovery that sort of like led to some bands that i really loved was that somebody somewhere along the way gave me like a mix, a burned mix CD that had a bunch of Slater Kinney and Bikini Kill and Heavens to Betsy yeah. and Bratmobile and, um, oh shit. Uh, oh God. What is there? <laughs> I'm blanking on their name, but. La Tigra? Not for, no, not La Tigra. That was also a separate CD. And it was, it was, Veruca Salt was on there too. Op Ivy was on there. And I, it's like, oh God, their song is, cannonball it has that chick from the oh the breeders thank you god yeah i could picture the album cover but i could not think of words it's the deal it's the deal sisters yeah thank Um, you so so that kind of turned me on to bikini kill and la tigra and men which was like a later like jd samson offshoot joanna Um, joanna fouts and jd samson did together yeah yeah or joanna i would say i downloaded some I downloaded a lot of like my weirdest shit from LimeWire, like exper- like experimental stuff. Like I downloaded Same. a bunch of Bjork and a bunch of Joanna Newsom, like people that I didn't like artists that I wasn't quite sure about, so I didn't want to commit out loud to them. So I was like, that's what I loved about it. You bring up a great point though, that for me, honestly, you know, there are plenty of people out there who downloaded a lot of stuff illegally and continue to do so today. But at the time I was downloading illegally just because I didn't have the money and means to be able to explore these other, um, this other music. And quite frankly, later though, I became a huge patron of music and I pay for local music. I pay for albums, you know, I've paid for vinyl. Like it's, it's, I think it was, if it did its job right, I think that a lot of these illegaling download sites for, for people who, you know, later would have the means to buy this music, this was a great way for them to kind of get into that music for, it's funny you bring up like Bratmobile and Bikini Kill and Slater Kinney. I too remember downloading songs by Slater Kinney because I had gone on a family trip to Seattle in high school and uh, for vacation and learn about Slater Kinney that way. And that was how I learned, like got to download their music and listen to them was I didn't have an album, but I started out by just downloading a few songs and really love them. So later I was able to spend the money to buy records, spend the money to get concert tickets. Like 
I, I do think that that other and there are artists who have said this in the past in interviews, like definitely a few emo musicians. I remember an interview saying like, you know what? Back then, it sucked not getting paid necessarily, but this was how people got to know who we were, was illegally downloading these songs. So then they would pay money to see our shows and later buy our albums. Yeah, I would say that for every band that I illegally downloaded, I definitely went to go see their show. Like Hot Hot Heat is like a good example for me. Oh, for sure. I downloaded a bunch of their music and then ended up seeing them live. But what I think they did, the the best thing that came about because of Napster and LimeWire and illegal downloading are breaking of the record industry. And so now you can buy things that are just a single. You can just get a single song that you like. You don't have to buy the whole fucking album. And that in turn led to streaming services. And that's having things more readily available and for different price points have completely changed things and also make it easier for artists to get paid, but also have cut down on people's need or ability to illegally download something. I mean, I think that, you know, if if I learned anything from illegally downloading Luther off of Pirate Bay a couple of years ago because it was difficult to find at the time, or like maybe it was longer than that. But anyway, they kept getting busted anyway by the FBI. It's like that FBI warning that comes up before you watch an old VHS tape was happening still. So, you know, people are on it, but I think that it's changed the industry kind of for the better and has made a lot of weirdo kids from the suburbs who don't have any money um, more uh, open their minds more to like different kinds of music because it was easier to experiment with different stuff because there, you don't have to commit to a whole CD. You don't have to commit right. any amount of money and you could just listen to something and not like it and delete it and move on. There so was. I have a whole external hard drive of old <laughs> illegally downloaded songs. So it's funny you bring up those hard drives. So I maybe a year or two ago, there's a really interesting article published on this like lost generation of music from the 2000s. And it was like, These bands between the years of like 2003 to 2008, which became famous because they had that one single free single on iTunes for the week, or um, maybe they got a little press. So there are a lot of bands during that time. You bring up Hot Hot Heat. I think this specifically Hot Hot Heat and a couple of other bands like that were brought up in this article where they, um, you know, back in their heyday, they had a few hit songs. Everyone had them on their, you know, LimeWire and later iTunes if you paid for a single or two. But over time, they've kind of been lost. Like there are these uh, these bands that maybe had a few songs that were big, but you don't really hear them anymore, you know, 15 years later, whereas there are, you know, musicians that became famous around the same time that did, you know, continue to stay big and relevant that are still a part of people's music collections and all that. And people have gotten rid of their hard drive. People abandoned iTunes just because iTunes doesn't really exist anymore. And it's now Apple Music where it's all streaming. And so my entire music hard drive lives, you know, somewhere on a old MacBook that I had, you know, maybe almost 15 years ago in my bedroom in my parents' house. But I haven't bothered to like dust it up and like, you know, do the download to like get everything back because I can just stream things when I want to hear them at this point. It just doesn't make sense. But I will send you this article because it was fascinating and I had never thought of it that way. Oh, yes. Well, I feel like that's a pretty good chat. We talked about 15 minutes about illegal downloading and old illegal downloading platforms. Yeah. What a time. Oh, I will say that one of my favorite downloads that I probably wouldn't have been able to find on my own, especially since they were still not a big band at the time, was the first Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's album that had uh, Art Star and stuff on it. That yeah, was yeah. not easy to find growing up. And that was easy, obviously, to find. Like, you couldn't find it in person because I had heard the whole album 
through like a friend of a friend who knew someone in New York kind of thing. And it was like, it, it was 2002 or three. So they were just starting out. And then you couldn't find it to buy, even if you wanted to anywhere, because they were on a record label that didn't have big distribution. And so I, right. the first Yeah album, I was definitely an illegal download. Yeah. I've been going back and re-listening to some old like high school tunes because something about lockdown makes you regress a little bit so oh for sure the nostalgia factor is there i definitely have listened to our emo playlist from a few episodes or seasons ago it's it's very (laughs) nice it's a it's like a warm emotional hug that sounded really yeah we still need i just (laughs) we still need to do a follow-up to that too we really do uh, so much research maybe we could do um emo bands that were really popular on limewire but not in mainstream because there are a ton I think of those that's a too. great topic so many so many that like we probably forgot to put on our playlist and when we do this like re- like we'll start remembering these we'll probably add a third like a third more songs to that playlist well that's the positive of our ongoing spotify playlist we actually have a couple playlists and yes. you can find out about them through our instagram And you can keep up with all sorts of updates that we have going on because in addition to our little minis that we're going to be sprinkling throughout summer until we start a new season at some point in the fall, date TBD, the best way to keep up with us is on the Instagram. And you can follow us at The Old Millennials Pod um, up on our Medium blog page. Emily has written an in-depth investigative article about Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit if you want to check that out. We are at Old Millennials Pod there. Please read it. And we'll be having some more soundtrack appreciation posts coming up in the future if you're interested in that. Sorry, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, I did a lot of research for that Limp Bizkit post. Please read it. Please, please, please make sure that my my research was not done in vain. You can also follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Marg She Wrote. And I'm at Emily A. Bajan. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.